0: Hey guys, I'm honored once again to have you as my guest on The Voice of a Nation's broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. I'm so excited about the Word as we are continuing in our teaching about the results of your faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 says again, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is your concrete evidence, your assurance, your boldness, And that which you're believing to happen is going to come to pass. You don't have any doubt when you have this kind of faith. So we're talking about the results of your faith. And I pray that you have listened to the other seven messages about the results of your faith, because they are powerful, they are life changing, and they are transforming. And they'll build up your faith if you go back and watch uh, these other broadcasts. A lesson is coming from the Gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter. And I want to draw your attention to the 21st verse. And uh, let's take a look at it and read. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him. He was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Let me stop right there. We see Jesus had crossed over to the other side. He was always crossing over somewhere because wherever he was needed at that moment, that is the place that he ended up. He came to seek and save those that were lost. He also came to destroy the works of the devil. The devil was working hard back in the day of Jesus, and he's even working harder now. So we have to have um, this, uh, particularly to the ministers, we have to have this grace on our life that wherever we are needed, Lord, we ask that you would send the anointing where we need it in this hour. So Jesus was needed everywhere, and he was always um, Uh, uh, thrown by a mass and a multitude of people. Um, This is really the first um, mega church, if you will. This was an outside ministry and you would have thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that would follow him wherever he went because they knew that someone was going to be healed, set free, and delivered. On this occasion when he crossed over to the other side He was by the sea, the Bible says, and there was a ruler of the synagogue. It was a man of God that came unto him. His name was Jairus uh, by name. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly. We're speaking about the results of your faith. I spoke yesterday about having that crazy type of reckless faith because right after this interaction you're going to see the story uh, of the woman that had the issue of blood she had reckless faith now this man he knew something about the Lord Jesus Christ and when he saw him he had uh, uh, this this feeling in his heart where his heart was heavy and he knew that Jesus was his last and only hope So he bowed down, he begged him, he basically worshiped him, and he asked Jesus earnestly, would you come, my little daughter? She lies at the point of death. She's almost dead. Would you come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she would live? Now, Jesus didn't say, I'm too busy. I was actually going over another town. He stopped what he was doing because whenever there was a need, you always see Jesus stop what he's doing and go and help the person that cries out to him. Uh, The Bible says that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's big enough. He is uh, omniscient enough. Uh, He's powerful enough to deal with multiple situations at the same time. Why he's healing someone in China, he can be healing someone in Japan at the same time. He's that type of God. And whenever you're crying out to the Lord, he always hears your cry. So this father, this man of God, he came. He didn't have any shame in his game. He didn't mind bowing down, begging Jesus to help him. I believe that we are under this uh, dispensation of grace where well, we don't have to beg God for anything. We have to come with faith knowing in assurance that God is going to answer our prayer. If we seek the face of God, He's always going to answer. Now, as we continue to read this, and it says in the 24th verse, So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. They were pressing against him. They wanted to be near him. They wanted to be close to him. Some of them were probably sick themselves and if they could just touch the master. I mean, this was a once in a lifetime event, this prophet that was walking among them, this great teacher that was going through their cities and their towns. And so wherever he went, they went. And incidentally, as he was going to heal Jairus' daughter, the woman with the issue of blood came and ambushed him. We already gone over that story, um, so we're not going to go over that again today. Uh, But I just wanted to show you this. Um, It says that after the woman had the issue of blood and he dealt with her. If you drop down to the 35th verse, it says, while he was still speaking, he was speaking to the woman that had the issue of blood. He had blessed her and told her to go and be healed and so forth. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master any further. It's too late. See, Jesus would have made it there if it had not been the woman that had the issue of blood tied him up. Because when the ruler of the synagogue first saw Jesus, she got there before the woman who had the issue of blood. So he was on the way to Jairus' house and the woman that had the issue of blood stopped him. So he had to deal with her situation before he got to uh this man's daughter's situation it didn't matter to jesus whether she was living or dead the outcome was still going to be the same she was going to be healed that's that's the type of faith you have to have in this hour if if he's delayed that's all right when he comes he's going to redeem the time We're speaking about the results of your faith. So this person comes and tells him right in front of Jesus. He said, don't trouble the master any longer. Your daughter, your little daughter, she is dead. (laughs) I can imagine this man probably was just bawling with tears. If he had not stopped to deal with this woman that ambushed him from behind. My daughter would still be alive. Oh, my God. Why didn't he just continue to follow me? If if, if it had just been a few more seconds, we would have been to my home and she would have been healed of her infirmity. But he stopped. Now, all of this crowd is around. He's depressed. He's sad. His heart is broken. But I want you to listen to the chain breaker. To the miracle worker. And I want you to listen to what he said. And Jesus said. Praise God. He said. "Uh, Do not be afraid. Only believe. I know that they say your daughter is dead, But do not be afraid. The only thing I want you to do. Is believe. And he permitted no one. To follow him except Peter, James and John the brother of James now he had his three main core um, disciples that followed him and he showed many things Peter James and John because they were going to be pillars in the church now the rest of the disciples he did not allow to go he allowed these three to go and you don't need everyone following you in this hour you need people that you know that have faith to the point where they will believe. And even if they don't believe now, you know that they have great potential that when they see me do this, or when we overcome this situation, they are going to start believing again. Praise God. And so he told this man, he said, fear not, don't be afraid, only believe. He looked at him with compassion. I imagine Jesus looked at him dead in the eyes and told him, sir, don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't stop believing what you came to me to do. Don't stop believing that I'm able to heal your daughter, daughter. Even if she's dead now, do not stop believing. So the results of your faith is always going to bring a result of what you're looking for. If you don't stop looking for it, Now that may sound a little crazy. If you don't stop looking for that miracle. The miracle is going to come. But the minute you stop looking and stop believing, it has literally cut that thing off from your life. So Jesus, he permitted no one to follow him, as the word says, but Peter, James, and John. And then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Now, you know, you just can't talk to everyone because not everyone is on the same spiritual plane that you are. Jesus walks in the house. They wailing and they're crying and they're bawling and they're on the floor and they got spit and snot everywhere else. And oh, they just laying out and just making a loud sound. And Jesus said, man, why y'all making all this noise up in here? I'm I'm showing you the faith of the master. Why are y'all making all of this commotion? He said, (laughs) the child is not dead, but sleeping. Now, I can guarantee you 99% of them had gone into the room to look to see if the girl was dead or not. They had gone in there to look because the mother was saying "Is she dead. I'm sure the aunt was there. The uncles was there. Everybody else in the family, the community was there. They were trying to console her. While the, the husband Jairus was gone And so when Jesus bust in He bust a move in the house And he said that I want you to listen to him And they ridiculed him This is the forty-first. But when he put them all out Jesus could not have performed I ain't going to say he couldn't perform, And he didn't want to perform He put them outside of the house He kicked them out This wasn't even his house Get out because when people don't walk in the same level of faith you have and you really need something to come to pass sometimes you got to get rid of them i I know the doctor the doctor just brought some bad news in here to our loved one and i know y'all crying but you need to get out of here with that crying just just go into the prayer chapel i'll see you after a while because someone in your circle in your family uh, in your prayer team someone needs to step up with faith cut the tears out and stand and declare the word of God what happens if someone that you love they die right then you're gonna ball and ball and ball and and ball and that's a natural result that's a natural reaction don't get me wrong but there should be someone that has been walking with God long enough that understands the power of prayer And the power of the spoken word That will step in and do their best They may not be able to raise them from the dead But you at least got to try So Jesus he put them all out All out y'all get out of here With all of those tears With all of that crying You know they had professional mourners back in the day Uh, That's what they would do And go and incite the people And they would mourn and wail loud And stuff like that He put them all out. He said, y'all got to go. And then listen to what the word says. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him, Peter, James, and John, and entered where the child was lying. He put all the rest of the family and the friends and the nosy people out of the house. He, he, He took the father and the mother, Peter, James, and John. He went into the room. Now Check him out. He went into the room where the child was lying. Now, when they got in the room, all of their hope was resting on the miracle work of Jesus. They, they, it, they were not resting on anything else. And there are times when it's so important, when there's somebody in your midst that wants to stand up in faith, sometimes they have to tell you, the parent or the loved one, be quiet. Listen, be quiet let me handle this let me talk to god and there's hard to do now don't get me wrong it's hard to do but it has to be someone that will stand up in the midst of that situation and try their best to bring that person back from the grave praise god you say oh man that's impossible well it will never happen for you it won't because it only comes to those that believe praise god so the child was lying there. And then he took the child by the hand. Jesus, he went to the bed. He grabbed the child by the hand because he realized that the child was sleeping, not dead. Now, she was physically dead, but he didn't see her as being dead. He saw her as being asleep. Praise God. Um, You know, even the scripture, the language of the scripture, when it speaks about a saint, It speaks about them sleeping in the Lord. But the people that are outside the covenant, the ones that don't have a God on their side, it always speaks about them being dead. And there is a difference, praise God. Absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithia kume, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. He took her about the hand. Her hands probably had gotten cold. Rigor mortis may have started to set in. He didn't look at that. There are times when our faith has to be reckless that we cannot look at that. Uh, the bill collector may be at the door. Uh, the automobile uh, possessor, it may be about to repossess your car right then. Will your faith kick in? Because there's a time that's coming where what you have prayed for in secret is going to be tested. He spoke to her. He said, little girl, I say to you, arise. Now listen to the 42nd verse. It as immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. Now, isn't this something that the woman that had the issue of blood, she suffered for 12 long years. And also you have this young girl that died. She was 12 years of age, 12 years old. I think it's something in that that we really need to examine one of these days. But he took about a hand. He said, arise. The power, his resurrection power, it hit that girl's hand. And I'm telling you, the spirit of life came back into her. Hallelujah. She was set on fire by the spirit of the living God. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. That power surged through his hands and went into that little girl body. And she sat up. Praise God. She not only set up, but um, she arose and she started walking. Praise the name of the Lord. These shoes are made for walking and that's what they do. (laughs) Who praise God. I mean, she just got up out the bed and she started walking around and there was a party in that house. I'm telling you, you know, that mother and that father. They had it lit in there with praise and worship. All the adoration for Jesus. All the awe and the wonder they had for the miracle worker. Just think of what this did to the faith of Peter, James, and John. He wanted them to see it because he wanted them to walk in this same power. The last verse says, he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something uh, should be given to her to eat. There are many miracles that Jesus did that he didn't want anyone to know anything about. He didn't. I don't know why, but he just didn't want certain miracles of people to know about it. Maybe it would have created uh, more masses of people coming. Uh, maybe it would have stirred up adversity with the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these guys. Uh, you know, doing his healing and so forth, but there was some certain ones he just didn't want people to know anything about. But this was the results of this man's faith in Jesus. He took the words, "Do not be afraid, only believe," and his daughter became healed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hey guys, I hope this was a blessing to you. Hallelujah. This is Voice of Nations broadcast, Carrie B. Vine Radio. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, I would like to take this opportunity to welcome you back again to the Voice of a Nations broadcast. And I'm your host, Kerry B. I'm once again honored to have you as my guest as we open up the Word of God and we see what God is saying in this hour. We're continuing in this lesson on the results of your faith, and we have gone through the Bible and we've saw, we've seen powerful examples. Of the patriarchs and the matriarchs of faith Hebrew 11 and 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is an invisible powerhouse that brings what you are assured of to pass your faith has to be tested and I pray that in this hour that which you are believing for that you are confident, that you have boldness and assurance that is it's coming to pass. You have to have childlike faith. You know, when you tell a child that I'm going to McDonald's. Oh, they believe that you are going to do what you said you're going to do. Because they're going to remind you. You said we were going to McDonald's. You said we were going to Disney World. You said we were going swimming. They will always remind you what you say. And they believe what you say. That's how your faith has to be. It has to be strong It has to have assurance. Luke Gospel, the first chapter, Dr. Luke, the 26th verse. Let's take a look at Mary and let's see her results of her faith, which was so powerful. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let me stop right there. Let us speak about this. In the sixth month, the angel of the Lord, the messenger Gabriel, God sent him to a city called Galilee. In the region of Nazareth. And God sent him to a virgin who was betrothed or legally, actually legally married, but they hadn't been together to consummate the marriage to a man named Joseph, who was of the lineage of David. This virgin's name was Mary. She was a righteous woman. Out of all of the women in the world, From the time of Mary, from the time before Mary, even the time of now, it was something so special about her that he chose her over any other woman in the world. Now that is an honor, not just to be chosen, but to be chosen to bring God into the earth realm. That's a powerful honor. So when the angel Gabriel... When he went to Mary and he's speaking all of these blessed words to her, he said, Rejoice, you highly favored woman of God. You are not just favored, you way up there. You highly favored. You in the stratosphere type of favor. <laughs> you on a supersonic jet type of favorite. You you way above the ground. God is not just favored you, but he's highly favored you and blessed you. And uh, when Mary heard these words, she was like, what in the world is he talking about? And the word of God didn't say that she ever had an encounter before this. I'm sure when this messenger of God, when he bust up in the room, He was glistening with the glory and the brightness from being in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. He had all of this radiance on him. He had all of this beauty on him, this majesty on him, standing in the presence of God continually. He shows up in her place and he speaks these blessed words to her. But when she saw him, the 29th verse, she was troubled at his saying and consider what manner of greeting this was. Why is this man greeting me like that? She probably didn't consider herself on no level of what what he was speaking about. She probably just thought of herself as an average woman that loved God. But he said, you're highly favored. So she was troubled at his saying. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Why did he have to say, Do not be afraid? Because someone shows up in your house or in your space, just opens up from the rim. Of course, you're going to be afraid. It just shows up, you turn your back and they're there. Of course, you're going to be afraid. And as he's speaking to her, he's telling her, he's trying to calm her down. She may have screamed, who knows? But he's trying to calm her down. He said, you have found favor with God. It's one thing to find favor with man. It's another thing to find favor with God. Because when you find favor with God, then God will make you have favor with man. But if you find favor with man, most of the time you will not find the favor of God. Because you're trusting that man over God So she was highly favored And she found favor with God Was speaking about the results of your faith And behold he said You will conceive in your womb And bring forth a son Now remember She had never slept with a man before She may have never kissed a man before Joseph was betrothed which was an agreement, a contract where they were legally binding as being married together. But they had to take care of some issues before they had the actual ceremony. If either one of them had slept with anyone, it was considered as adultery. That's how deep it was. And so now this angel comes and tell her, tells her that you're going to be pregnant. i like, what? Yes, you're going to be pregnant. You're going to conceive in your womb, not a daughter, but a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Your husband is not going to name him, but you shall call him Jesus. Because this is the name that the father has given him. He will be great. Oh, I love to hear that. He's going to be great. The angel Gabriel is prophesying about the Savior. He's not going to be a regular child. He's going to be something great. When was the last time you spoke that over your son and your daughter? You just prophesied over them. You laid your hands on their head and you spoke greatness into their life. Maybe they're not great now because mom and dad has never told them how great they were. And the word of the Lord says, he shall be great, and we and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. This is a descendant of David that was going to take over the throne forever. He's going to be great. He will be called the Son of the Highest or the Son of God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will not be any end. He's not just going to be on the throne of his father, David, but he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, forever. And his kingdom is not just going to be for a few years, but it's going to reign forever. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man, Since I have not had sex with a man, how can this be? I'm not a promiscuous woman. I don't sleep around. I don't hang out on the streets. (laughs) How can this be? She's asking a valid question. She's not doubting what the angel was telling her. She's asking, how can it be? If someone came and told you, ladies, that you're gonna be pregnant. And uh you hadn't been with anybody in 10 years, three years, two years, you'd be like, What? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, not me. I don't even go out. It can't be. She didn't doubt. She released her faith to believe what the angel had spoken to her. Now, listen to what the angel tells her. Because the angel had to give her assurance that what he was saying, it was going to come to pass. But he also had to explain to her how it was going to happen because she was unsure of how it was going to happen. She wasn't one of these women of the town. She was a virtuous woman. She was a virgin. Now, I know you do have some virgins that call themselves virgins, but they're still dabbling and dabbling and playing around with guys and stuff. And they hadn't gone to the sex part, but they've been very, very close. And you know what the Bible says? It says that if a man looks at a woman to lust in his own heart, he's already committed adultery. That's the same thing for a woman. If a woman looks at a man to lust in her heart after that man, She's already committed adultery. See how close it is to sinning? Just a thought of it. Not the touch, but just a thought where lust is burning in your heart. Oh, I wonder if he's a good kisser. I want to see a good dancer. You're thinking all these things. Now lust is forming in your heart. She never did that. She had never got to that. If she had her, she would have never been the mother of Jesus. So now the angel is explaining to her what is going to happen. In the 35th verse, he says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In other words, this was going to be the workings of the Holy Spirit when He came upon her and He overshadowed her. The child that would be born would be not from any man, but this child had the seed of God. Sinless, Because if he was going to redeem man, he could not come from a human because all humans had been contaminated with sin. Their blood had been defiled by sin. So if Jesus had a virgin mother and a, just say, a virgin father, he still would have had sin. He would not have been a candidate to redeem mankind because he would have been born a sinner himself. All that came through the womb of a woman, they were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So he had to have a different type of blood, royal blood that was undefiled and uncontaminated with the sin of mankind. Now, this is so awesome, it's hard to believe for a lot of people that God is able to do it. But just stretch out your hands and look at your hands, no matter what color they are. They came from the dust of the ground. Yes, you are dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Praise God. The power of God, He's able to do anything. He could have made us from any element he wanted to. Jesus had to come to be born like a man, born in this earth to have legal authority like man has, but without sin. That's the only way that he could have redeemed us is by him being born in this earth. That's why spirits Evil spirits, they are always searching for bodies to inhabit because they don't have a legal authority in this earth realm. And they search for bodies because bodies have a legal right to be here. That's why when they are cast out, they're looking for another body. They're looking for another place because there's something about this atmosphere that torments them because they don't have an earth suit like you and I. So the Bible says that Uh, the angel Gabriel, he gives her instruction that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And therefore also that Holy One who was to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Now Mary and Elizabeth I believe they were cousins. And um, she was an elderly woman, had been looking for a child, and um, she had conceived. She conceived because she had faith to conceive. We're speaking about the results of your faith. Your faith need to kick in. Your faith really needs to kick in in this season. For all of those great and precious promises that God spoke to you, He's giving you dreams and visions. You've had prophetic words spoken over your ministry, over your life, over your family, your children, your destiny. And you're still waiting. Sometimes you have to activate your faith. Grab those words that have been spoken and you walk it out your part in this earth realm. Now, you can't make anything come to pass. Don't get me wrong. But I believe that we have to take what God has said and move towards it. Because as you go, as I said before, a lot of times your blessing will come. So Elizabeth, she had conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. She was barren. So the angel is giving her faith to believe. That if a woman of her age, speaking about Elizabeth, if she was barren at her age and her husband was old too. And now she's pregnant, um, six months pregnant at her age. Huh, what can God do for you? Is there anything too hard for God? So for with God, the angel says nothing is impossible what do you need in this hour what is that pressing need that you need from the lord that you have to have it can you believe and i know some of you have been believing for a long time and hope deferred it makes the heart sad i understand that but a lot of times the hope deferred is because there's something else working behind the scene to get you to a place of disappointment and despair. And a lot of times that's your adversary. And so you have to understand when it's God's timing and when it's past God's timing, because some of you should have been where you were supposed to be long time ago. Many of us, I should add myself with that. Praise God. The 31st says, then Mary said, behold, a maidservant of the Lord. Listen to her. Listen to her faith. Let it be to me. According to your word, she didn't waver in her faith. She was not unsure of her faith. She just needed to find out how it was going to happen by her being a virgin. But once he assured her and once he pricked her faith, speaking about Elizabeth was pregnant, who was barren, something kicked on the inside of her. And she started to believe to the point what this thing is true. If he came to bring me this message, it was true. If Mary had said at that moment, I don't believe that the angel Gabriel would have packed up and went on back to heaven and they would have had to find somebody else. Praise God. But she believed. She had faith. And she brought forth the promise. The Bible saying the angel departed from her and he went on back. Hey guys, I hope that this was another blessed lesson to you. Talking about the results of your faith. Make sure your faith is strong in this hour. This is Voice Solar Nations broadcast, Carrie B. Vine Radio. Many blessings to you guys. I'll talk to you soon.